everybody and welcome into the Here's the Deal podcast. My name is Dominic Kendall and I'm super pumped to have you guys here today as we tackle a very fun and exciting topic uh, that I'm I'm sure is going to bring lots of fun attention and uh, not the least of which is fun comments that will come into uh, the DMs here. And so we are uh, pumped that you are here. Hey, always remember uh, that you can find us on Spotify and Apple and all places uh, that podcasts are found. Um, I was seeing this because, uh, man, what what a viral topic and what a a topic of great discussion, and that is alcohol. Can Christians drink? Should Christians drink? Is it sinful? If it's not sinful, then what do we do with it? Um, Is it something that uh, is just a good gift from the Lord? How do we handle what the Bible says about alcohol and what we, uh, you know, what what our culture says and and. Man, I've even seen a shift in the church itself. I mean, what do we do? And I, I say this today in light of recent events with uh, a local pastor, at least here in Tennessee, uh, named Robbie Gallaty, who's the pastor um, of Long Hollow Baptist Church. Uh, Robbie is a is a good pastor. He is a good man, and uh, I mean just to be honest, is one of my favorite communicators, Robbie is. And, uh, I mean, to, to see the firestorm that was started with his one of his most recent messages, which is entitled, Is It Wise for Christians to Drink? I May mean, I encourage you to go check it out. Uh, the link of that will be in our description below. But I encourage you to go check out the message. It's great. And we're going to listen to part of it together. But I want to... I wanted to go over and talk through just uh, some some points here because I think this is beneficial for all of us. And I don't want this to be the longest podcast in the world, and so, uh, but I wanted to hit some points that maybe we will go into in a further episode. And so, uh, we we are not a people who are uh, under the impression that drinking alcohol is sinful. Now, depending on what kind of background or uh, denominational background you come from, you may have been given that thought. You may have been given that as gospel truth, as the 11th commandment is, thou shall not drinketh anything, right? And with recent Bud Light commercials, people are like, I'm telling you, alcohol is of the devil, right? Uh, you should never drink ever uh, because it'll it'll turn you directly into Satan. The, the, the smallest sip of wine, psh, Salvation is gone. But what in the world do we do with this? I, I think I think not only Robbie Gowdy, I think that the scriptures give us a good idea uh, into this. And so, you know, one of the things that we, we look at and we see first is that alcohol is, is not something that the Bible never mentions. It talks about it. It talks about it in ways that are good, that... Uh, Wine and imagery with alcohol is used all over the scriptures. In Deuteronomy chapter 7, the people are are faithfully obedient to the Lord and how he helps them out and what he does for his people is he gives them new wine to drink, right? 
uh, we see the Lord blessing and giving new wine. He says this, uh, he will love you and he will bless you and he will multiply. Um, he will also bless the fruit of your womb and the fruit of your ground, your grain and your wine and your oil. The Lord's going to bless you with wine. People right now, there are some independent fundamental Baptists who are freaking out right now. Uh, you see this language used all over the place. Um, you see it even uh, Jesus drinking wine in the wedding feast, his very first, his very first miracle. You see Jesus drinking wine and, and, and making wine for others. And I go, man, I look through this and, and I've heard this used over and over again. If Jesus can drink, I can too. And Jesus did. He he had wine at the Last Supper. Now, you know, we're we're unashamedly Baptist, so we're not going to have wine. We do have grape juice. And and when we look at this, we go, man, if if it's okay, then why not do it? If if the Bible permits it and it is allowed, then why not do it? The Bible has plenty to say about wine and how it is good. And it even has medicinal purposes and it's good for the taste. And it's, uh, you even think about Jesus' wedding feast, how there was goodness in it. People enjoyed it, the, the taste of it, the, the, the merriment of it that they got to celebrate. And wine was a, a picture of great celebration. Oftentimes, it could even be used as a drink offering poured out before the Lord. So why not partake? Because yes, as much as wine and alcohol is, uh, is given as a good gift in some cases, it is also something that comes with great warning. Listen, I love coffee, and I'm drinking some right now currently because I love coffee. That was me drinking coffee. I love coffee, but you know what? Coffee is one of those things that you hear comes with great warnings. Um, I love getting coffee. I love to make my own coffee at home, but sometimes I will make, I will go get coffee at other places. And do you know what comes on a coffee cup is like 40,000 warnings because a woman one time sued McDonald's because she got burned by hot coffee in a cup. And uh, she made, I think she made about $2 million. Now I could be completely off on that, but about $2 million on the fact that she got burned by hot coffee, which I thought people just understand that when you order hot coffee, that is hot. But now, if you look on a hot coffee thing, it is good. It is great. It is the nectar that we will drink in heaven. However, it comes with lots of warnings that it is hot. It is hot. Listen, you risk burning yourself with it. And if you go to a McDonald's, you're going to see on every single thing, hey, excuse me, careful, it's hot. Uh, I just want to let you know it's hot. Also, uh, the cup's going to say it. The lid's going to say it. If you listen closely enough, the steam that comes out of the small little hole at the top of the coffee cup, it whispers and, and sings, be careful, it's hot. And so uh, there is warning with it. And with wine, we see warnings that you need to be careful because drunkenness is sinfulness and we must flee from it and we must be very, very careful to stay away from it because drunkenness as we know even if you're a follower of Jesus or not drunkenness 
can cause a lot of issues. It can. You know, Ephesians 5.18 says, uh, to not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery or reckless living. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. You see this over and over again in the Scriptures. You not only see it in the Scriptures, but uh, in the Old Testament, you see it in the New Testament as well. Time and time and time and time again to refrain from drunkenness, to to flee from it. When you see things in scriptures, when you get lists, and this is one of my favorite things, like in the New Testament when Paul's writing, he always lists out things that, hey, be careful of doing this because what unbelievers do, they give themselves over to debauchery, they give themselves over to sexual immorality, they give themselves over to impurities and sorcery and drunkenness. There is a warning against drunkenness that we have to be careful about. And, and, and most people are going, well, you know, I, can, I know myself, I can drink a little bit and I'll be okay. And, you know, Jesus drank so it's okay with me. And here's my encouragement to you guys. And I think Robbie Gowdy's sermon was so in, in, impressive in this because he went into such detail that I encourage you to go watch it. He does justice to it in a way I cannot. He even went through and, and did a chart of the alcohol content of uh, New Testament wine that they would have been drinking, and how he went through, uh, he went through the Old Testament teachings and writings, and and Old Testament scriptures, and even uh, extra biblical books to explain how a Jewish person would have drank their wine. He he made some incredible points, is like this that water in the day was less safe than wine was. Because of the way they stored water, it oftentimes, if not stored properly, could have bacteria in it that could cause them great sickness. And wine, because of the fermenting process and the alcohol in it, was in some cases safer than the water that they were drinking. And so he had he even said this, that they, they were given a choice. Either get sick and die from the water or risk drunkenness from the wine. And they would risk drunkenness from the wine instead of the death from the water. And so there was this was part of their life. But he also talked about the dilution process when it comes to water that was three par- wine that was three parts water and one part wine. And so he even did a, a great chart that I mean I just encourage you to go look at that shared the alcohol content of. Uh, of alcohol today compared to new wine, and it was like a, a white claw was significantly more wine uh, alcohol content in it than even uh, the wine of the day. And he, I thought it was really funny that he had all these different types of alcohol in there. And he said that he had some for every kind of person. Uh, and no matter what your drinking preference was, he had something. He said that whiskey, 80 proof, had a 40% alcohol content that was 13.3 times greater and more potent than the New Testament wine. And uh, Marsala wine was 18% alcohol content, was six times more potent. A Colt 45 drink was two times more potent. A White Claw, 66 times, uh, 66% more potent. And Light Beers, are 40% more potent than uh, wine of the day. And, man, what a, what a, uh, man, what a difference that makes. 
he would say in his sermon that um, it, it doesn't match up. That the it's not apples to apples when you look at the alcohol content and what we're drinking today does not match up and uh, to what they were drinking in the past and in the scriptures and so with that how do we act wisely with what we have today but also in light of the past and Robbie Gowdy is one who uh, is not shying away at any point about his previous alcohol and drug addiction. And I think he does a good job of staying on target, pointing people to faithfulness to the Lord, but also um, to walking in wise living. And he talks about that it's hard for a believer to walk with Jesus faithfully when the temptation of drunkenness or buzzness is... Uh, is there. And so I want you guys to take a listen to a little excerpt of uh, Robbie's sermon. And I I just want you to listen to it. I want you to take it in because I think it's good, wise teaching. You're full of the Spirit when the Spirit consumes your mind. Better yet, when the Spirit controls your conscience. That's what Paul said, do not be transformed by the ways of the world, be filled by the, or be changed by the renewal of your mind. For those who have drank or gotten drunk before, what is the first thing to go by the wayside when you're drunk? The mind, the conscience, the ability to push back and to say no. So here's the point, Paul's making it. You cannot be full of the spirit and drunk at the same time. You can't be full of the spirit and full of spirits at the same time, drink. You can't be full of the spirit and buzzed at the same time. And that is one of the things I think is so incredible about this is that he, his whole point was not alcohol is evil, but rather if you don't ever drink, if alcohol is never a part of who you are, if it's never in your life, then the concern about being buzzed or the concern about drunkenness never has to be something, an obstacle that you have to overcome. Alcohol for so many, and I've experienced this in my life, alcohol for so many is a crutch. It is a safe place because it can seem to numb pain in a way that Jesus doesn't want to, uh, the way that we want alcohol to numb, Jesus says that he's near to the brokenhearted and those who are lowly and he wants to take and he wants to take and he wants to heal and he wants to care for and he wants to carry our burdens when we want to mask them. And so I am so, I'm so careful when it comes to alcohol that uh, I encourage people all the time, listen, you never have to worry about drunkenness or sinfulness When it comes to drinking, if you do not drink, the days are short and the days are evil. And we have to be careful that with everything we have, we can walk in faithfulness to the Lord. And if that means that alcohol is not a part of our life, what a small thing to give up in order to uh, guard yourself from what can be compromise, sinfulness, or God forbid, some sort of dependency that comes from alcohol. Now, 
It's not sinful for you to drink. And there's many of you who are even listening to this right now who handle your alcohol very well, and you can drink this, and and you've not had an issue from it. But I I just want to be an encouragement to you that uh, for you yourself and, and for others who may see you doing this and go, well, they do it, so I will do it. Be careful because it can also be a stumbling block to others. So be wise as you do this. Wise to walk in wisdom so that you can make sure that you honor the Lord with what you do. And so I I think that's one of the things that we need to be careful to do. Paul would write in 1 Corinthians, So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. If you choose to drink alcohol, Enjoy it wisely. Enjoy it in limited amounts. Enjoy it in consideration of others and make sure to enjoy it for the glory of God. Be careful to seek and to honor the Lord, even with this. Now, we at Connect Church, the church I serve at, we're a dry staff, so you'll, you'll never see us with alcohol, both in home or out in public. And I think that is a wise and safe measure to be taken. I've seen too many pastors and too many ministries ruined by alcohol. And so um, that's my encouragement. I encourage you to go listen to the the whole message from Robbie Gallaty and to take into consideration not just these parts, but all the parts of our lives and what we choose to do. We don't just merely do things because they can be done or we don't do things because they should not be done. We, we let us not by culture, not by convenience, but rather by spending time in God's word and its instruction, do what we think is wisest and most honoring to the Lord. I think Robbie Gowdy did a great job in his sermon, and it's worth a listen for any believer, no matter what side you fall on. And I also agree. Wisdom and walking in wisdom is our best bet when it comes to walking with Jesus. And so uh, I hope this is helpful. This is a quick little podcast on, on, on this very big generational topic of alcohol. So uh, take some time, know for yourself, and make your own conscious decisions that you believe honor the Lord most. And like always, thank you so much for checking out the Here's the Deal podcast. Find us on Apple, Spotify, and share us with a friend. And remember to support our sponsors who support us. Guys, go walk with Jesus. God bless, and we'll see you next episode.